Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. The boys are back in town. Indeed, back in town. It is a brand new show on this Monday, August twenty third, year of our goddess Lilith, twenty twenty one. All hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town. Master of Moab, it is... Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. How was Utah? Oh, it was nice. It was really, it wasn't that hot. Saw photos of you guys traipsing around the uh, the desert there. We did the uh, the Angels Landing Hike, which is like that massive, like two and a half mile straight up switchback. Right, because that's where the angels land when they come well, down. Well, from, 13 from people heaven. have died doing that hike since 2004. Well, then don't so do I that. So I take my family, I take my wife with MS and my 12 year old clumsy child up there. That's, that's what dumb. You do. Why? They wanted to do it. I, well, Tracy uh. wanted to do it. I didn't care. I'm just going along for the ride. You are just a, you're a hands-off father and husband. You're <laughs> I'm just an innocent bystander. Whatever goes. You take no responsibility I'm whatsoever. a yes and. I live my life with yes and, except when it comes to food. Good for you. Well, the uh, the weather wasn't too bad then? No, it wasn't too bad at all. Good. Not too bad. You but, look refreshed. Um, it has been an interesting time since we all gathered last. Uh, first and foremost, I want to welcome everyone back to the show. Thank you so much for sticking with me while I took a little time off to deal with some uh, family stuff. And you guys were just remarkable in terms of your support and your love and your reaching out. And I was not on social media much, and I did not respond to a lot of folks just because I was sort of taking care of business. So uh, I'm sorry if I didn't get back to as many of you as I wanted to. But it was a tremendous uh, comfort knowing that you guys were behind me and let me know, yeah, go ahead and do what you need to do. And so um, that was a, a real weight off my mind to be able to take a little time off and get some stuff done and um, have everybody on my side. So Garmy, as always, you are the best. Thank you so much for all of that support. It was a, it was a, a tough trip. I can imagine. That seems like a tough thing to do. On so many levels, some of which were surprising to me. Um, obviously the funeral was rough Yeah, and, uh, seeing some family members that I hadn't seen for a long time back in Philadelphia was, um, interesting. You know, you gather together sometimes only for weddings and funerals when you see cousins and things like yeah. that, you know? So we did that and, 
You know, what caught me by surprise really was the fact that, although I think we're dealing with the divorce remarkably, Carrie and I, it was what's probably going to be our last trip as a family like a unit, family, oh yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that didn't even dawn on me. I had so much on my mind heading out to Philadelphia. Right. But when we got there and, you know, Carrie loved my folks and they loved her. They, they knew her well and vice versa. And so the, for the three of us to be traveling to Philly for the first time with Livy was bittersweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I weird. Can, I, can, I can imagine. So that. there was that to deal with as well. But there was some upside as well. I'm, I sent some pictures out today for you folks as well of uh, me showing Olivia around Philadelphia. I took her to her first live Eagles game. We went to oh, the that's link. Unfortunate. That's unfortunate. It was awesome. They lose 35 nothing. Is that uh, it wasn't the uh, was it Patriots one? game. It was the <laughs> it was uh, Steelers game. Oh, you guys, okay, you guys look yeah. good in that one. Uh, first half we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> I don't care about the scrubs. But it was the experience of going to the link and, uh, you know, walking around the concourse and buying stuff and uh, getting soft pretzels and just hanging she out. She dig it. She loved That's it. That's awesome. She, it was, I don't know. I, when I looked at the thermometer, I believe it was 400 degrees <laughs> at the link and 1,722% uh, humidity. <laughs> so we're sitting there on the field just... Baking. Sweltering. It wasn't even baking. The sun had gone down. It was a night game. Oh, God. But it was still ungodly hot. Yeah. And uh, I don't mean to bitch because I know you folks on the East Coast now are dealing with uh, hurricanes and whatnot. So all things considered, we lucked out. But it was it was really hot. And so we watched the first half. We got to watch uh, Jalen Hurts, our supposed new quarterback. And uh, they were playing, playing pretty well. And around halftime, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is hot. And we're all packed in there to the uh, link. And I turned to the kid and I said, you know, I just wanted to show you the stadium, baby. And if you want to go, we can go. She's like, no, we're not going anywhere. Oh, she's in for it. She was into it. She was taking pictures and she was loving the whole experience. That's awesome. So we had a good time and I had a chance to show her my boyhood home as well. She saw where uh, the old man grew up and that was fascinating to her. So there was a, a real upside to the trip as well. But as I mentioned, it was bittersweet. So anyway, a couple pictures sent out today on the Patreon if you want to check out uh, my kid and I tooling around the city of Philadelphia. And I'm glad I took the time I did because uh, coming back, I was not in great shape. And uh, it's been a rough couple days and I'm just sorting through some stuff and uh, I feel better. And uh, I think I, I'm going to start the healing now in a lot of ways in a lot of areas. Yeah. So that's good. You took the time to unpack a little bit. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff yeah. to uh, to deal with, but we're back a brand new show on this Monday. And I know Mondays suck kids, but I think we're going to make you feel a little bitter about bitter, bitter, about <laughs> bitter, 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 bitter. <laughs> a little better about your Monday, because we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's Munchin' Monday, mm. and we're back into the Nugget Wars. <gasps> Exciting. They got the meats. We're going to test out Arby's new chicken nuggets just debuted this summer. Oh. So I Premium I, nuggets, they're called. Premium oh, they're nuggets. premium That's what nuggets. it says on the uh, menu. I usually get the uh, just the regular unleaded no. nuggets. I didn't know they, these there were premium. These the premium. Yeah, diesel, unleaded, and premium. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we'll be testing those out. I figured I'd take it easy on, on hey, Pence's first you. show back from a long break so appreciate he does, doesn't have to get hit in the face with a 100-year-old egg or I something. I appreciate it. Uh, what else we got? Entertainment news, of course. We're going to take a look at this day in history. So much good stuff. Oh, by the way, another little bonus I sent out. You remember Sean Brennan, our Army vet Garmy member, 
who is undergoing some back treatments and he wasn't able to provide oh, the yeah. kind of birthday he wanted yeah, to yeah, give yeah. his little daughter, Allison. And the Garmies showed up in a big way to take care of that family. So anyway, they went to their uh, Kansas City Comic Con, which is, as you know, was her gift. Yes. And With unlimited budget. Yes. Just go nuts, kid. Just have just have the time of your life. And Eddie, you're gonna be so jealous. What? Oh you boy, get? you're gonna be jealous. Mm -hmm. I put up a little video you guys can check out. It Man. is uh, Sean and his little boy Logan and his daughter Allison. She's showing off her life size, what? handmade, what? remote control what? R2D2 Eddie R pants. She bought that. Yeah, she got oh, R2. My God, cruising around. Mm. Beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. Beeping and booping and all his things open and closed. That's awesome. And it is a full-blown replica of R2-D2. <laughs> Good for her. Motorized R2-D2. own it. So the video of that is also posted today via Patreon, and Eddie Pence will watch it over and over again. Just, just balling up his fist, shaking at the sky. <laughs> Why not me, God? <laughs> so uh, you can check that out as well. Anyway, as I mentioned, kids, you're going to enjoy the next hour and change. Not guaranteed. At least I hope so. Missed you guys. I hope you missed us as well. Um, it is the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. There will be rage. There will be rage because, uh, <laughs> as always, I'm finding all kinds of things to get pissed off about in the news. Starting off with this story, a lot of folks sent it out to us because they know I like to talk about sex in the news. This story was everywhere when OnlyFans announced their ban on sex. I saw that. Starting in October. Well, yeah. It's gonna what do you mean, well, yeah? It's going to be a wild September on OnlyFans. I, I feel for all of the uh, sex workers. So it sucks, man. Who finally found an outlet where they could sell their wares. Photos, clips, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 130 million users currently use OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And they're that's what they're showing up for. Yeah. The sex. Right. OnlyFans announced starting in October, it will ban sexually explicit content. So that, that just goes for even like nude photos and stuff. No, too, here's right? the thing. Nudity. Right. Photos yeah. will be allowed if it's within the pr acceptable parameters of what they think mm. tasteful nude photography should okay. be. No one's going there for tasteful nude no. photography. They're going for gynecological close-ups <laughs> of people's parts doing yeah. sexy time they things. Want, they want to see stuff in holes. Yes. That's what they want. And that's the beauty of OnlyFans is you get to see, in some cases, real people having real sex and that is exciting to a lot of people yes. raising my hand here in the Batcave. And I know we have Garmy members who are on OnlyFans trying to make a couple extra yeah. bucks. Sean, I just mentioned, the, the dad of Allison, he and his wife, when they were furloughed, turned to OnlyFans in order to make yeah. a couple bucks. It's, everything's consensual. If, I, if there's a, people out there willing to pay to watch people have sex and those people are willing to have sex for money, I don't see why it can't happen. Well, because, Eddie Pence, mm. because capitalism, that's why. OnlyFans apparently running into some issues with uh, bankers and potential investors into their company. Hmm. Now, from what I understand, they already make billions of dollars. Yeah, why do you need bankers and investors? Because they have tried, they're trying to raise additional funding for additional growth 
and they're having hard time finding investors and bankers because of the nature of the content on OnlyFans. As it stands, OnlyFans is only available now on the web, not on mobile app platforms like iOS and Android because, because of, of the content. Yes. So these mobile app companies and the phones won't carry it. So they are cheesed off about that. Mm. They've paid out more than $5 billion to creators worldwide. And according to the terms, they keep 20% of that revenue. So you could do the math. That's a lot of money. But they want more. <sighs> and they're trying to raise new funding and investors are cautious or in some cases contractually prohibited from investing in companies that deal in adult content. Well, I see that, but also at the same time, isn't only, I mean, isn't that the reason OnlyFans exists is for people to do that? Are people going to pay for content that's not that on OnlyFans? I can't imagine. Like, why would you go there unless you want to see pornography? Not when there's TikTok and Instagram and so many other sources of just, you can get photos and, you know, they right now they're saying, oh, but we have other content. We've got cooking shows and we've got, you know, all kinds of content that has nothing to do with sex. What percentage of that is, is the thing yeah. that people are tuning into right. OnlyFans for? Go to YouTube for a cooking show. They're trying to raise money. They're trying to find investors at the uh, valuation of $1 billion. And although they're wildly profitable without taking any, any new money in, they're trying to increase existing, uh, um, they're trying to increase funding for their existing investors who want to sell their shares for a profit. So they're trying to get the value of the company up. I can see if they're not allowed on mobile apps and stuff where they're sort of deplatformed in a way. I can see where that does and mess up your business model, but same time. Uh, not if they're paying out $5 billion. Yeah, you're making money. <laughs> How much money do you have to make? You have to have all the money. They've already launched OFTV, OnlyFans TV, which is a free streaming service, but that has content that is non-explicit. Um, fitness tips, cooking, comedy, health, music, et cetera, et cetera. Who gives a shit? That's what I'm saying. That's what YouTube is. You have a niche. <laughs> yes. Take it, run with it, love it. Oh, you have it. a multi-billion dollar niche. And what really frustrates me at the bottom of the whole thing is once again, sex workers being marginalized yeah. and pushed out of what I consider to be a perfectly legitimate workplace they should be respected and let their work be carried. It's not just OnlyFans, but it's these investors who won't invest. It's these banks that won't deal with people yeah. who are in the adult industry. It's time to destigmatize the fact that and some people can make money with their bodies and it's okay. And this seems like the safest, most uh, legitimate way for a sex worker to make money doing yes. what they do. They have complete control over what they're doing. They're not exposing them to, themselves to any dangers by having to take real-life clients right. and things. Or At the time, during the pandemic, a lot of sex workers turned to OnlyFans because yeah. it was a safe, legitimate way to keep working in the sex industry yeah. without in exposing themselves to COVID and things like yeah, that. Or shady producers or production companies that take the majority of the money that's being made. It's, it's the... It's the constant stigmatization, if that's the word, and marginalization of sex workers as if it's not a legit industry. And I've gone off on this before, but it's just not fair. No, it's Because if it's, as you mentioned, consensual people uh, of a certain age, why can't they do whatever the hell they want to yeah. do if obviously there's a vast audience that's interested in their product? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Never will. So anyway, 
October is the deadline, and I can hear people canceling subscriptions to OnlyFans left and right. Someone else will take the reins, I'm sure. Some other company will. Well, that's the thing. There will. It's a vacuum, and someone will fill it. But then it means, let's say you've got tens of thousands of followers on OnlyFans. Yeah, you have to start it. You got to start from scratch, and you got to build your audience up all over again. It would be as if the Ralph Report stopped working on Patreon, and we took it over to. Only fans or something else. You got to rebuild. It sucks. How do you let your people know where you're going to go? And I'm sure it'll work out in the end. But it just, it just, as I read it, it's just greed trumping the rights of sex workers. I mean, it's not a new story. It's been happening forever, but I just felt so bad for those people. And no one makes that judgment when it comes to violence. You know, anyone who wants to get into the uh, MMA game or boxing or oh, anything yeah. else, they want to beat each other up with their bodies. To, to, within an inch of your life, you can just do whatever you want. There's yeah. no contractual uh, explicit rules against that in the banking or in the investment community. They yeah. have no trouble raising money. But when people want to love each other, fuck yeah. it. Or not even love each other, just well, bang yeah. each other. For a little bit, love each other for a little bit. Just, just do it. <laughs> so, anyway. And one more story, Sex in the News. On the lighter side, I thought you'd appreciate this, Eddie, because I know uh, your affection for the great state of Florida. It's huge. Florida woman Danielle Fierro, Mm -hmm. Ferrero, I guess it is, 38 years old, out of Punta Gorda, which, as you may know, means uh, fat pussy. Oh, does it? In Spanish. I didn't know that. I have no idea. Sounds like it does. Uh, Punta Gorda, probably uh, fat point, I guess. Anyway, she's there in Charlotte County. She's in trouble, Eddie. Oh, wow. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. OnlyFans, in the privacy of your own home, you can do whatever you want. Yes. Both in terms of producing the material and how you choose to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. She did not respect the line between public and private sexual enjoyment. She was there visiting an inmate. Yeah. Oh. at uh, At the jail there in Charlotte County, Florida. Okay. And she was on a video call with the inmate. Uh-huh. And apparently their conversation took a sexual turn for over an hour. Wow. And wow. she just couldn't help herself anymore. And that's when she began masturbating in the visitation center there, rocking back and forth, uh, flicking the bean while she was on a video call with the inmate that she was wow. visiting. Wow. And, as you know, she's just... She's a, He's a, good on the phone. She's dude. a lustful animal at He's this really point. He's really good on the phone. In addition to touching herself during the visit, authorities say she lifted her her shirt to expose her breasts on three separate occasions mm. during the call. I like the fact, by the way, that whoever was um, had a observing running, running count, whoever was observing the interaction, was like, "All right, she took her shirt up, but I'm gonna give her one. That's it." And then the second time, like, "Look, I'm two, serious." Two strikes. And then the third time, the shirt came up and the boobs came out. She, you're out. She was she was in big trouble. Well, now she has been arrested for exposure of sexual organs within a public place and violation of probation or community control. Apparently, mm-hmm. these are all laws in the state of Florida. And she is being held in the Charlotte County Jail where so, she was visiting. So those are some of the laws that still exist in Florida. Apparently, yes. Okay. It's unclear whether she'll be granted bail at this chance at this time or how long her prison sentence might be mm. if she's convicted. But sadly for her, she won't be uh, able to see her boyfriend on the inside because they'll be housed in separate true separate but facilities. She can always touch herself. They don't take her hands away. <sighs> What's that? What are you thinking at that moment? I don't know. 
when you're on the video screen with your boyfriend, and I get that you miss him. I understand that. And right. the, the talk turns sexy. I get all of that. But you're in the goddamn right. visitation Please center. Throw in the spank bank and go home. Right. Just remember your conversation and take it with you. <laughs> so I didn't know whether to make her citizen of the week because of her dedication <laughs> or whether just to throw her into today's sex in the know, news. Tough, tough call. I, I can't condone uh, public masturbation unless everybody is uh, on the same page. <laughs> and that is today's sex in the news. Sex in the news. All right, kids, it's been too long. I've missed you and you've missed us, apparently, because there were a ton of voicemail messages waiting for me mm. when I finally broke the seal and took Cannot a look. Cannot imagine how many. At the, uh, at the Ralph Report hotline, as I mentioned, the vast majority of them were phone calls of love and support for my, uh, my trip, and I just I was overwhelmed by it. I really appreciate it. But there was some other stuff in there as well. You know, we love it when you reach out to us on the Ralph Report Hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that phone number, 1-833. Hi, Ralph. Yeah, some people were saying they they were listening to the uh, flashback episodes. Oh, yeah, they missed the high pitch. And they missed Ralph, me yeah. doing Hi, Ralph, as opposed to Ravens. Right. Hi, which I just think is adorable. I like that. And I was getting a little uh, a little burnout on me doing it. But well, some yeah, people like it. It's rough on your voice, better. though. Yeah, it's not that rough. It's just how many times can you go, hi, Ralph. So there <laughs> well, we, we get go. get the one in a week. Yeah. Maybe I'll mix it up. <laughs> uh, dial up that phone number. Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I listen to them all here in the Batcave. And I pull a handful for the segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. As always on Mondays, we kick off this segment with a phone call that contains a joke for oh. Mirthful Monday. Oh, good. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. This is Ben from Atlanta. I have a joke. All right. For your Mirthful Monday. Great. What's the difference between an epileptic oyster epileptic oyster, and a prostitute with diarrhea? Jeez, mm, I don't know. The oyster you shuck between fits. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you shuck the oyster huh? between fits. Waka, waka, waka. The prostitute would be the opposite right. of that. You would switch the letters. Exactly. Yes. Therein lies the humor. <laughs> On this Mirthful Monday. <laughs> speaking of Mirthful Monday, uh, speaking of comedy, didn't you do some uh, live onstage comedy I over did. the weekend? Did I, was, I see that on social I did. media? I was in the Long uh, Beach Laugh Factory on a Friday night. I had some a couple of Garmin members came out. And we had a good time. It was fun. Good times. Did they have a good time? That's what matters. I don't, I don't know. Care whether you had a good time or not. I had a good time. They may or may not have. Once again on the stage at a comedy club. What, what were the conditions under which people were enjoying themselves? It was a free-for-all. It was... Unmasked. Un I mean, you had to be masked walking in, but once you're at your table, you took your mask off. A couple people had their masks. Requirements on. of vaccination? Um, I don't believe so. Not that so. you know of. Not there. Mm. I know. I think the rolling the dice. I see. I know the comedy store here in Hollywood, and I believe the improv here in Hollywood require vaccination. I believe they do. But that one, that not club, down does Long not. Beach, nope. the Wild West down there, <laughs> LBC. Uh, speaking of comedy, also, you want to get in a quick plug for your show coming oh, up? Oh, yes. This I have a Friday night. This coming Friday, I'm doing a fundraiser uh, date. Uh, I forget what the name is for 
parents oh of blind gosh. children. You gotta get. You well, gotta you get. sprung it on me. It's a thing we've been talking I about. I know. I've been off for a week and a half. Know your know your plugs. Fucking hey. Friday night, seven o'clock uh, Pacific time. Uh, I gotta find. I'll post the. Website. I'll tell you what. We'll, what I will. I will do the. I will do the research, and then I'll send it out via Patreon. Prepare with a link for folks who want to get tickets. But it is uh, raising money for parents of blind kids here in Southern California. Yes, it's a very good cause. Eddie Pence is going to be the virtual MC and headlining comedian yes. of the event, but there's going to be music involved yeah, as well. Yeah, be a lot of entertainment. It'll be a good time. It'll be a couple hours, and something to do on a Friday night, all virtual, so you don't have to leave your house. There you go. Yeah, very nice. So uh, we'll send that all those details yeah. out. Well, as I mentioned, a lot of people were listening to the show while we're gone, enjoying the flashback episodes. It was, uh, as you know, when I do the flashbacks, it is the day that the episode aired, same mm-hmm. day, right. but a different year. Right. And a lot of people listening to the early shows, like Ryan, noticed this and called in. Hey, this is Ryan from Syracuse. Just calling to give all available love to Gilbert. Uh, listen to these flashback episodes. It's really fun. But you can definitely hear the audio. It's just so different. It just sounds so much better nowadays. No yes. offense to the later or the older shows, but the new episode sounds so great. Right. The old episodes they listen to without Gilbert's touch is like nine day. So lots of love to Gilbert. You're the man. He is indeed the man. A lot of folks mentioned that are like, wow, the sound is so much uh cleaner on the new shows and that's because we have a professional at the helm now instead of a hack like myself doing uh doing my best the Midas touch put the thing together so absolutely Gilbert Flores who does not get enough love for all the work that he does for the Garmy and the Ralph Report sending out much love Gilbert thank you (laughs) making the show so much better we appreciate that Eddie Pence, yeah, as I've well. mentioned, has a tenuous relationship with the English language. Mm-hmm. Whether he gets a whelp on his head after he's been hit or <laughs> he's eating asparagus or something's all the rave. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. We call them Eddie-isms, and you folks are calling in, outing yourselves with your own Eddie-isms. Hey, Ralph. Brian here, and I've got an Eddie-ism for you. Good. Back when I graduated from UCLA um, in English... I had my parents over to my apartment to celebrate, and I thought I'd buy a fancy box of wine. And I was familiar with wine a little bit. I knew Chablis, I knew Cabernet Sauvignon, but I'd never heard of this type of wine. It was called Chalable, mm. Chalable Red. Hmm. So my parents came over, and I'm trying to impress them. I said, Dad, have you ever had Chalable? It turns out that it was chillable. It was uh. a cheap red wine. And they recommended you chill it before drinking. Wow. Chillable red Chillable wine. red wine. Chillable. Chillable. I majored in English. Oh. The fuck. The fuck indeed. The fuck. Chillable. Wow. That's amazing. Nuts. Chillable red. Hey, you would like to try some chillable red? It's a, a new... A new vintage. It's served cold. Listen, once you're going out for a box of wine, you got to assume you're not getting anything special. There's no French words on there. The fuck? The fuck, indeed. And we like to uh, entertain you every episode with some upbeat music here on The Ralph Report. Something to make your day a little bit brighter. We call them our happy hits. Here's today's pick. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. This is Sheckler, four-star general from Madison, Wisconsin. Calling about my happy hit which for the longest time I thought went, you can dance, 
you can dance, everyone look at your pants. Yeah. And even though right. I know that is not the lyrics, nope. I still to this day sing it every single time. Um, I'm talking about the safety dance by Men Without Hats. Mm-hmm. And if you could play it, I'd really appreciate it. All right. Love you. Eat it. Bye. Everybody look at your pants. <laughs> Look at them. Look at them. While you're dancing. That's how you stay safe. Make sure nobody's <laughs> in your pants while you're dancing. Thanks to everybody who called in. Truly appreciate it. You too can be featured here in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, I, I can't go to your house and make you call me. No, you can't. But you gotta. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, 
why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. As, as we do every Monday, it's fun now to take a look back in history and find out what happened on this day, August 23rd. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like it's today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history Let's go back to the year 79 Oh, okay August 23rd, 79 not 1979, no, just 79. 79. They had calendars back then. Yeah, oh. sure. Okay. Mount Vesuvius began oh, to rumbling. Heard about that one. Happened on the feast day of Vulcan, the Roman god of fire. Well, it makes sense. So, so don't tell me <laughs> that these pagan gods that we worship here on the Ralph Report don't have some play in what happens. Right. Seems more connected. Oh, it's uh, it's Vulcan Day. Explosion. Explosion. Yeah. Lava, fire, Everyone flames. Everyone dies in fire. Pompeii covered in lava. <laughs> in 1305, William Wallace. Did that name sound familiar? Oh, yeah, Braveheart. Braveheart himself, the Scottish patriot, was executed for high treason by King Edward I of England mm. on this day in 1305. Hung, drawn and quartered. Yeah, they did everything to him. They, uh, they, they, they fucked him up bad. They did not leave much behind no. they could take his life but they couldn't take his freedom right but they, and so the english said all right then we'll just take your life we'll take everything we'll take your life and we'll fuck you up pretty bad how free do you feel now billy mm. that's what they asked well, your body parts are free from your body that's true his, his head was freed from his <laughs> torso <laughs> they took my life <laughs> and it turns out my freedom as well because now I'm dead, which is not very free. He Depends said, on how you view death, I suppose. I suppose. In the year 1500, Governor Francisco de Bobadilla arrived in the West Indies and arrested it. And arrested it? Arrested it. Arrested it. Come on, man. I do my show, for Christ's sake. That's right. <laughs> arrested and sent former governor Christopher Columbus back to Spain in chains. Oh. As if you didn't know already that Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit. They uh, were getting word back there in Mother Spain that he was accepting bribes. He was a corrupt governor of the Indies. He had enslaved the natives, which we did on his own, um, mishandled everything that was going on there. So they sent somebody back to uh, lock him in chains and right. send him home. And there's still people that fight to have that holiday called after Celebrating him. Celebrating that piece of it's garbage. insane. 1617, the first one-way street opened up in London, England. Fuck one-way streets. I hate one-way streets. Let me tell you a little, so a little story. Every time I go home to Philadelphia, ordinarily, I go downtown, I get myself a hotel room, and I cab it everywhere. Mm -hmm. But this time, because I was giving Livy the grand tour of my life, I had to be up in northeast Philadelphia and downtown, and we had to drive to the funeral, and yeah. it was a lot of driving. So the first time in a long time, I got a car to drive around the streets of Philadelphia. Ooh. My God, one-way streets <laughs> can take a half an hour out of your Ooh, trip yeah. and just fuck you up bad. I hate them. It's really frustrating. You forget how lucky we are in California to have fairly free and open driving. For the most part. For San the most Diego part. has some one-way areas. Yeah, you, you but it's nothing like back east. No, no. It's a nightmare. 
18, excuse me, 1784, Eastern Tennessee declared their area an independent state. Oh, okay. And tried to remove themselves from the rest of Tennessee. They named it Franklin. Franklin? They became the state of Franklin. Franklin. Uh, the Continental Congress uh, rejected that idea a year later. After well, the name alone. It. Yeah. They said, Don't, stop fucking around, apparently. It was the it's official. like having a state called Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fucking do that. Well, I live in Franklin. I mean, I get it. Benjamin Franklin, I'm all behind, uh, uh, behind that still, dude. No, it's still weird. They should have called it Ben. <laughs> Old Benny. I live in Ben. <laughs> 1799, Napoleon left Egypt for France en route to seize power in France. <laughs> I shall take over France and put my hand in my pocket inside of my vest, he said. Do some snuff. 1850, the first U.S. National Women's Right Convention convened in Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh. 1850, women were getting together demanding equal rights. Hmm. 1850. It's a long time ago. Long time ago. Still haven't accomplished. Still have to do it. What they're looking for. That's nuts. 1869, the first carload of rail freight arrived in San Francisco. So first carload uh, of goods traveling by train from coast to coast, from Boston to San Francisco, arrived after a 16-day trip. They finally got there. Well, it wasn't milk. It was not. Okay. It was boots and shoes. Okay, those last. A lot of barefoot people waiting <laughs> for that train to land there in San Francisco. 1904, the automobile tire chain was patented. Patented? Okay. You heard me. Well, I know. Patented. Okay. Then it was a patented thing. Well, it had to be. I guess. Somebody had to come up with the idea of, you know when it snows and we can't go anywhere? Yeah. Wrap these suckers around the tire and that'll like get wrap us through. chains around your tires. You didn't think somebody could patent that. Well, somebody had the brains to do it because he probably made a couple bucks. Yeah, they, well, they're expensive. They are. Fucking ridiculous. People still use tire chains? You can't get to certain roads. I know like we were trying to drive when it snowed in Mount Baldy. Uh, oh, I guess oh, going up the mountains. Going up the mountains. To, they yeah. make you have put chains on before you go to a certain, after a certain point. Yeah. I remember my old man uh, putting the tire chains on in Philadelphia because it, there was a time where snow tires that we have today are a far cry from what was going yes. on in the 70s. Yes. So sometimes on the icy streets of Philadelphia, my dad would have to put chains on his Yeah, uh, on his they couldn't tires. plow it very well, yeah. And, oh, what a fucking oh, nightmare. You could that hear my dad screaming. Is. You got to lay him down. In the you morning. Back the bus, you got to back the, the car up over him yeah. and then just connect it oh. and then move the car again a little bit. And That's where I learned some of my first curse words. Yeah, it's good stuff. 1920, Mary Roberts Reinhardt and Avery Roberts had their play The Bat premiering on Broadway on this day in New York City. A three-act play about a story of a, a criminal who dressed up as a masked bat mm. and stole money and uh, jewels from a home. It's like the opposite of Batman. Yes, but it was, in fact, the inspiration, according to many, to Bob Kane for mm. a uh, a bat-guised crime fight. Mm. So just one of the many things Bob Kane stole from other people. 1933, the first televised boxing match in London, a six-round exhibition between Archie Sexton and Laurie Rettieri on the BBC TV in 1933. Who was watching that in 1934? Royal family? Maybe. Probably. I say, look at these two men just bash each other <laughs> with those leather gauntlets they have on their hands. It's quite invigorating. If you had a television set right now, you'd be so impressed, <laughs> the announcers said. <laughs> 1946, The Big Sleep, directed by Howard Hawks, one of my favorite film noir movies, with uh, Humphrey Bogart as Philip Marlowe with Laurie Bacall. Mm. Yes. Hot. Mm -hmm. 
not him, her. They were doing it. He was 40-something, and she was like 20. Yeah, of course. Hollywood, man. It's nuts. 1953, Italian Ferrari driver Alberto Ascari clinched his second Formula One World Drivers' Championship at the Swiss Grand Prix in Bremgarten. I'm a driver so fast you don't believe. I go around and around the track so many fast times. When it's all over, they give me a bigger cup. Is that the one that drives through the city? Uh, like the an Iron Man 2? I think it may be, actually. Because that's interesting to watch that race. Yeah, Not like Grand NASCAR, Prix which is a circle. I can't watch that. But I can watch like the Grand Prix when it's through the city. Yeah, it's like the world's best car chase. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 1958, Marie Ashton achieved the record for a female playing piano. 133 straight hours Ew. of playing piano. How did she shit? Diapers. Oh, God. Maybe there was a hole cut in the piano bench. <laughs> Do you, you have to pause while you're grunting a little bit? How do no. you play through the grunts? Well, she only knew one song. So she had, she had it on her side. Apparently, 1958, there's a recording. Here is Marie Ashton, the song that she played for 133 straight hours. I believe this is towards the end of her uh, record achievement. <laughs> She could have gone longer, but uh, no signs of stopping after 133 hours of that. That's some, a catchy tune. Someone had enough. A catchy tune. Now it just makes me think of Jamie Tart. Uh, do you watch Ted Lasso? I do. Jamie Tart. Tart do, 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 Jamie Tart. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me Ted Lasso was so good? By the way, how come, no, how come no one has mentioned this Did show? You just not. You just started apparently, watching. Apparently, there's this secret being kept the from me. The fucking first season was phenomenal. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh. Everyone's been saying that for years now to me that it's awesome and I needed to watch. It's a it. great show. Here's the thing. I hate Apple. I hate everything that they're about. They're an evil <laughs> cult, and they're the worst. Everything's a cult. You just got to pick one now. They're the worst. Money grubbing. Ooh, we got special plugs on our wires, so you can't use other people's just money they, grubbing cult. They like form over function. They like cash over everything. <laughs> so I was never going to get Apple TV. I was never going oh. to pay for an additional streaming service and give money to the evil Apple Empire. Okay, okay, okay. But on the plane. Coming home from Philadelphia, yeah. American Airlines has a, a selection of free entertainment to choose from. Yeah. And one of the things they had was the first two episodes of Ted Lasso mm -hmm. available to watch. So I said, oh, everybody keeps talking about this show. There's no way it can be as good as everyone it's says it great. is, by the way. So I will watch it, and then I will be right, and I'll be able to tell other people that they're wrong, <laughs> and it's not as good as everyone right? says. Uh -huh. That was my plan. Of course. So I watched the first two free episodes of Ted Lasso. You're like, mother and I'm mother. like, oh, mother fuck. <laughs> so I got home, and the first thing I had to do was uh, get Apple TV. I agree. That first season's amazing. Everything, both seasons. Yeah. The Christmas uh, one. Did you see the Christmas one? Of course. I saw so everything. I saw good. everything in one day. <laughs> I was just unshaven, <laughs> just just staring at my television set, binged everything Ted Lasso that was available. It's a great show, man. So I didn't want to like it either. Entertaining. I didn't want to like it either, and I fucking love it. Oh, my God. So good. 
So uh, Roy Kent is my man. Oh, he fucking. He's the best. <laughs> he's everyone's spirit animal. <laughs> Love me some Roy Kent. So Jamie Tart, that's what I think of when I hear that song now, which is better than Baby Shark. Absolutely. Speaking of music, 1963, a little band called The Beatles released a single in the UK that was the one that got the attention of the world. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. Still sounds good. Speaking of Beatles, in 1974 on this day, John Lennon reported seeing a UFO in New York City. Mm. Sure you did, John. Oh, you think the weed caused Oh, there it? were no drugs involved in that sighting, I'm sure. <laughs> Not with Johnny Lennon. I'm sure he was clear-eyed and... Just and he maybe said, he was able to, to see uh, through look, the next. Yoko, look up in the air. I don't know what that thing is. She's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, look, I'm, it's flying it's in the pigeon. air. Oh, it's Lucy in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> 1977, the first man-powered flight of over a mile was achieved oh. by Brian Allen in the Gossamer Condor. Oh. Sounds like the softest name for a superhero ever. Gossamer Condor. Hello, I'm the Gossamer Condor. I'm here to stop this bank robbery. Just don't run farther than a mile. Put that cash down, you evildoer. <laughs> Seattle Mariner pitcher Gaylord Perry was ejected on this day in 1982 for throwing a spitter. Oh. That's why you should always swallow. Yeah, always swallow the balls. 1987, a 15-year-old boy hijacked an airplane demanding $1 million in a trip to New York City. Ooh. He hijacked a KLM jetliner to Rome, and he was angry that his grandparents in Holland had sent him back to Italy, where he had recently run away from home. Mm. So the grandma and grandpa say, you have to go back to your parents there in, uh, in Italy. And he didn't want to go. So he, so he started to scream that he had smuggled a bomb onto the plane. Mm. And if he didn't receive $1 million and passage to New York, he was going to blow up the uh, the airplane. Did they snipe 15 him? 15 years old. They should have sniped him. They didn't. Oh, damn it. After hours, uh, they said, okay, we'll meet your demands. Come down uh, out of the plane and get into this uh, uh, armored truck, and we're going to take you to another plane to go to New York. And he fell for it. Fucking idiot. Fucking 15-year-olds. He was not only young, he was incredibly stupid. Jesus. Once he got into the armored truck. Done. You're done. Can you imagine? Into a mobile prison. Let me do a little quiz. Do you think they took them, A, to a plane to New York City, <laughs> or B, uh, right to prison? Prison. It would be B, yes. 1995 on this day, Larry Hagman received a liver transplant. Mm. He had done uh, considerable damage. Yes. Over the years, and uh, he needed a fresh start. Used his up. After my trip to Philadelphia, I might want to look into the same procedure. <laughs> 2005, Hurricane Katrina started forming over the Bahamas, later becoming a devastating Category 5 hurricane, of course. And as I mentioned, now on the East Coast, they're dealing yeah. with uh, this hurricane right now. Love going out to you guys. 2007, Chris Messina changed the world. He invented something that was first used on this day in 2007, Eddie Pence. Chris Messina. Yep. Hmm. He, and he created it in a tweet. He released a tweet saying, how do you feel about using the pound sign for groups? What? He invented the hashtag. He renamed the hashtag. It was a pound sign. But no one was using it in social media right. in order to group messages yeah, together. He didn't invent a hashtag. He just, cre he just took that and he, he took changed, that symbol. Changed it. 
He didn't change it. He took that symbol and attached it to something right. that changed social media forever. And made a, a half the population feel old as fuck. For he calling invented it the sign. hashtag. <laughs> Don't tell me he didn't invent it. He renamed something. But no, he repurposed it repurposed. as well. It didn't just, okay, he, he didn't repurposed. Just, he didn't rename something. People weren't throwing pound signs and tweets all over the place. He said, let's do this. He took the reins. Mm, did he make any money from it? And the reaction on Twitter, by the way, was a resounding go fuck yourself. The response. <laughs> that's, that's weird initial, for Twitter. I know. It's so unlike Twitter. Uh, tweets like, these things are for nerds and other things were the response uh, to his suggestion. However, there was a devastating fire in San Diego County later that year, and they started using hashtag San Diego fire to allow mm. users to track updates about Should what we the investigate fire who started that fire. No, Maybe. Chris Messina had no mm. hand in it. Sir. Seems odd. How dare Seems you? Seems fishy. On this day in 2015, a 12 year old boy was visiting an art museum and a 17th century named Flowers by Paolo Popora, worth $1.5 million, was on exhibition. Exhibition? Exhibition. 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 Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! Exhibition. A 12-year-old boy tripped. Oh, no. And put his elbow through the painting, tearing it. Or adding to it. How dare it you? into new art. No, he tore it and it was worth $1.5 mm. Reportedly afterwards, he said, Did I do that? Yes, he was surprised. <laughs> and in 2018, tenor Placido Domingo sang his 150th opera role in Bizet's The Pearl Fishers at the Salzburg Music Festival in Austria. Immediately after, he started grabbing some woman's ass because he's apparently a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, you know what we do at this point. We find a food related to a day in history. We run it past Daddy Pence. I've missed this. Oh, yeah. What do we do is we find if it's something he's willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass and pull out. Mm -hmm. How do we do that, you may wonder. Well, you're only wondering that if you're new to the show <laughs> because we cover it pretty extensively. Every day. He eats the food. No, he doesn't. We talk about the food. And yes. then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels come up and they're all matching. Jackpot. Yeah, I mean, Eddie's eating. However, if they're all higgledy-piggledy, <laughs> that means Eddie's not going to eat it. Let's find out what today's food is, shall we? Yes. It is on this day in 1872. Mm-hmm. That the very first Japanese commercial ship to visit the United States landed in the port of San Francisco. Oh. Carrying inside that ship was a vast cargo of what has become, after water, the most widely consumed drink in the world. After water. Most, mo number one is water. Right. This is the second most widely consumed drink in the world. Is it alcoholic? It is not alcoholic, sir. In fact, if you are not an alcohol drinker, they call you one of these. Hmm. You would be a totaler of this beverage. What? Talking about tea, baby. Oh, teetotaler. A teetotaler is a person who does not drink. Got it. Tea, of course, the aromatic beverage prepared by pouring hot or boiling water over the cured or fresh leaves of Camomilla sinensis, which is an evergreen shrub native to China and East Asia. The uh, plant originated in today's southwest China, Tibet, and North Myanmar. Also, tea has been recorded being consumed as early as the 3rd century A.D. Damn. 
primarily used as a medicinal drink by various ethnic groups. It was popularized as a recreational drink during the Chinese Tang Dynasty and then spread to other East Asian countries. Portuguese priests and merchants introduced it to Europe in the 16th century. And then in the 17th century, all hell broke loose because drinking tea became fashionable amongst the English, mm. who then started to plant tea on, on a large scale in India when they are, were colonizing. Mm. No. Colonizing. No. Colonizing. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving you options. You had two swings. I'm just giving you options. Colonizing. Well, I don't want to say the correct word. That's no fun. Oh, you're right. That's no fun. And so the tea, of course. Tea and English, they go hand in hand. Mm. Just ask Ted Lasso. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. No, you're wrong, Ted. I love me a nice hot cup of tea. But it's not about me. It's about Eddie Pence. Is he going to have a cup of char, as they say in England? Let's find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One cup of tea, two cup of tea. Three. Oh, boy. Yeah, something Ted Lasso and I have in common besides no. this mustache. Besides your bitching Ted Lasso yeah. mustache. Tea tastes like fucking ass. Oh, it's so good. I hate fucking tea. Oh, a nice hot cup of tea. I'd rather drink beer than have tea. <laughs> That's how much I fucking hate tea. You probably haven't had it right. I've had tea. I've been at a drive-thru in a McDonald's, and I've said I've ordered a Coca-Cola, and they've mistakenly put tea in, and I go to drink it, and I'm expecting Coke, and I get a mouthful of tea, and then it it comes flying out on the windshield. That's not that's how fucking shitty tea is. That is not tea is gross. How to have tea? First of all, iced tea and hot tea are very both different. fucking awful. Very I've tried different. it. And people are like you do green tea. No, fuck green hot tea. Hot tea with a little sugar and a little milk in it. Well, then you're just taking sugar in and it's like coffee. Then you're not doing coffee. Well, yeah, you are. It's no, you're, people, you're a coffee purist. Why are you like not a tea purist? People like it differently. Yeah, That's you want to you taste the sweet in the milk. I think tea tastes best with a little sweetener in it and a little touch right, of milk. because actual tea tastes like fucking There's ass. many ways you can enjoy tea. Do you That's enjoy plain tea? Tea, no. tea with lemon. I like hot tea with lemon you, sometimes. Yeah, you like tea with other flavors in it. No, stop. Correct. It. It's like, this, right. like Ted Lasso when they ask him, how do you take your tea? There's many ways you can take it. And yeah. he says, I usually take it back to the counter because it's been a horrible mistake. Exactly. <laughs> Just like the drive-thru at McDonald's. Incorrect. Fucking tea's awful. Tea is the second most consumed beverage in the world. Because it's just water with a fucking leaf I thought in. if a lot of people do something wrong, then they're right or something. No, whatever your was, motto is. Whatever your insane bullshit motto. But none of us are wrong, motto. right. Exactly. So if, if it's the second most consumed no. beverage in the world and you think it's wrong, then it's right. No, it's lazy drinks. That's what it is. It's just people putting leaves <laughs> in their drink. Look, I made a drink. It you know, actually takes there. a lot of work to it's boil the water, pour, pour, steep the tea bag or the loose leaves of tea. You have to do all of that. It's very I through that. And when I was a bartender, who did, didn't you not hate people that ordered hot tea when no. you were a bartender? No. Those fucking people. Because in America, we make it easy. You just throw a bag in hot water. No, they wanted the fucking pressed tea and the little press thing. And like they're all. You don't do water. that. That's a French press for coffee. You just do no, steep tea. tea. You steep tea. It's you don't. Fucking tea. Chamomile oh bullshit. Whatever. Fuck tea. <laughs> you, your, your bartending career consisted of making people tea. You must have been one of Tuesday that. lunch shift. Awful. Oh, boy. Well, there you go. We're starting off the trip back with uh, Eddie Pence being horribly, horribly And Ted wrong. Lasso. Thank you very much. Ted Lasso has... They had to give him one flaw to make him a recognizable <laughs> human being. Because you and Ted... Eddie! Is wrong. And that's this day in history. 
I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Ah, sad news. Hmm. Don Everly, the last remaining Everly brother, has passed away at the age of 84. Not that popular now, and a lot of people were Everly brother fans, but at the time in the 1950s, they were massive, topping not only the pop charts, but the country charts as well, with a lot of crossover hits. Bye Bye Love, of course, big hit from 1957. All I Have to Do is Dream, When Will I Be Loved, Kathy's Clown, the list goes on and on and on. But more important to me, in my opinion, than their own success was their profound influence on a number of groups because of their flawless harmonies. Now, they often say sometimes brothers or family members have the ability to harmonize unlike right. people who like are just working together, and their harmonies were amazing. Yep. Uh, numerous bands like the Mamas and the Papas, the Beatles credit, uh, Lennon McCartney credit the, the Everly Brothers for their harmonies as well. Simon and Garfunkel, the Hollies, goes on and on and on. Uh, Phil had already passed away, and now Don is gone as well. Here's a little bit of the Everly Brothers. Wake up, Speaking of music and folks who passed away, Tom T. Hall, country singer and legendary country songwriter, has passed away. Watermelon Wine was one of his big hits. Uh, I Like Beer, another one. Uh, the song is driving me crazy. He was a, a successful performer, but best known for being a songwriter. He wrote hits for a lot of other country artists like Johnny Cash and George Jones, Loretta Lynn, Chris Christopherson, Alan Jackson, Waylon Jennings, the list goes on and on and on. His best-known song, however, came in 1968. He wrote it for an artist named Jeannie C. Riley. It was a story of a little town full of hypocrites, and the song was called Harper Valley PTA. No, I wouldn't put you on because it really did. It happened just this way. That day my mama socked it to the Harper Valley PTA. The song sold more than 6 million copies, won a Grammy and a CMA award. Really? Inspired a film and a television series. Wow. It became a franchise. That's insane. Harper Valley PTA. Don't you remember the Barbara Eden? I remember the song. Barbara Eden in the TV version, she was the mama who gave it to the Harper Valley PTA. Yeah. yeah. And he must have made a lot of money. That's crazy. You know what? Songwriting is to singing what creating a show is to being an actor. Yeah. That's really the, where the money is. That's where is. the money and the longevity right. is. Yes. We were talking about Ted Lasso. J Jason Sudeikis will make more money off of his creation of that yes, show than he ever would have made if yeah. he had just been the cast in it. Good stuff. Um, speaking of money, Free Guy. Oh. Leads the quiet box office this past weekend with $18.8 million in its second weekend, holding on to the number one spot quite easily, actually. Have you seen that? I know you're a I big Ryan Reynolds I'm, fan. I'm, Colton really wants to see it because he's big. He's a big Ryan Reynolds fan. So I've heard really good things so about it. So have I. I think we might try to go this week sometime, maybe. It is one of the few films that's only in theaters. You yeah. can't watch it on Disney Plus or anything, which I think is doing uh, is one of the reasons it's doing so well at the box yeah. office. Fell just 35% from its $28.3 million opening weekend. 
Uh, Jungle Cruise, which is available on Disney Plus, is at number three. And sandwiched between those two is Paramount's Paw Patrol the movie. <laughs> he's probably too old for Paw Patrol, right? He so is. He sees it that there's a movie out, and he's like, I can't believe they made a movie. Because to him, that's so long ago to him. Right. Yeah. And he's like, they're still doing Paw Patrol? I'm like, yeah, but there's other ki kids come along. Every and they generation's yeah. got to watch, watch the pups. Yeah, he's blown away that they made a new Paw Patrol movie. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds and Ted Lasso, it's a very Lasso-heavy oh, show today. It is. I don't know if you were watching the most recent episode, but Jeremy Swift, who I love on that show, he plays Leslie Higgins. Mm -hmm. He's great on yeah. that show. He made a throwaway joke uh, to Rebecca Welton, the owner of the team, about, well, I'll play it for you. Here it is. We have an inquiry from AFC Wrexham. Just got a call from their new owners, showbiz magnates Rob McAlini and Ryan Reynolds. I can't tell if them buying the club is a joke or not, so I haven't replied to them yet. <laughs> that was just a one-liner, but it turns out that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhinney actually do own that yeah. football team yeah, in Wales. Do. And so in a typical Ryan Reynolds fashion, he jotted out a cease and desist order, refusing to let them make any more further jokes about that team. It was very funny on social media. I'll read you a little bit. It has come to our attention that in a recent episode of Ted Lasso, our very real ownership of Wrexham AFC was called into question by an otherwise beloved character named Higgins. And so they went on to complain about the fact that they were being made fun of. And they said in order to, uh, they not only ask for a cease and desist, but in order to avoid any more legal action, please send two large boxes of Ted Lasso's biscuits to the following address before Saturday, August 21st at 3 p.m. Rob and Ryan and Apple TV playing along uh, responded that we like our high profile celebrity arbitration just like Roy Kent. Hard packaging on the outside, but soft goodness on the inside. Biscuits are on their way. So apparently they, they've settled it down. Is there anything he doesn't do, Ryan Reynolds? Um, no, he's got a gin business and he owns a, a soccer club. Football. Fo football. Football. Yeah. Sorry. Let me ask you a question. Having watched Ted Lasso, and I'm sorry to talk so much about Ted Lasso, but I'm a new a new yes. convert. And you know, they're the worst. People who join the church late are, the, are always the most. <laughs> Have you met Vocal. Jesus lately? Yes. I'm, I'm that guy. Read this. Has it made you interested in the sport of soccer Not more than you were? the least. Really? At all. I'm the absolute opposite I now. I cannot abide watching soccer. I'm going to start watching football now. Because I've, I am much more interested in the sport than I ever was before this. Really? It did nothing. Like, I thought, watch it. Maybe, I'll, maybe this will get me into it. And after two seasons, I'm like, I could give a fuck. Really? Yeah. I no, don't. I want to watch now. Okay, good for you. But I think I want to watch with like Ashton or somebody who knows the game, so I can pick up on the final. You probably points. should watch with an experienced yes footballer. And it's I got to find out where you watch it. I know it's on like two o'clock in Isn't the morning. Isn't there an English pub like right down your street? No, I mean on television. Oh. Where who airs it? When does it air? I mean, it's I not like know. football. You know, every Sunday there's going to be a game. Yeah, exciting. They football. play it in the middle every of the night day, sometimes around the world. I got to figure it out. Well, good luck with that. I'm Let me know how it goes. I can't stand it. And we still don't know who the new host of Jeopardy is going to be. Mike Richards, who was recently named as the successor to Alex Trebek, has been removed from that position by Mike Richards, executive producer of Jeopardy. He was the <laughs> one who announced he was stepping down because of some comments that he made on a podcast eight years ago that people thought were unflattering and uh, not appropriate. Seems normal. 
But what were the comments? Did they say what the comments yeah, were? Yeah, uh, apparently he had a show called The Random Show mm -hmm. in 2013 and 14. It was a comedy podcast. And he had a female co-host who was his good friend, and they made a lot of jokes. Yeah. And he made a lot of jokes at her expense, including asking her if she had ever taken nude photos or booby pictures, in his words. Okay. In another episode, she worked uh, as, apparently she's attractive, I don't know, but she was uh, working as a model at the CES, Consumer Electronics Show, mm -hmm. and her job was to get people to come over to the booth to see what the products yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. And he jokingly referred to her as a booth hoe. And that? And people have found these clips that crossed from the eight line? years ago and have publicized them saying he is wildly inappropriate when it comes to women and different religions and things like That's that. That's insane. And it's... That's terrifying insane. to me. That's insane. Terrifying. Because over the past 20 years of content that I've been spewing out into the world, whether asked for or not, yeah. I can't even, the mind boggles at how many times I said some outlandish, inappropriate thing in an attempt to get a reaction or a laugh yeah. or to entertain someone. If you go back and cherry pick through my career. And isolate it into a sound bite. I yeah. would be canceled tomorrow. Yeah, that's insane. And there, there, are, there are things that I've said that I regret and behaviors that I've changed. We because, all do. Because I've grown and uh, altered my behavior yes. appropriately, I hope. Everyone does. But sure. if you just go back and pull something from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something I said on K-Rock in the mornings or on Hollywood Babylon, yeah. I, would, I, would be, I would be ended. That's it insane. would just end me. Jeopardy and ABC or whoever's, whatever parent company owns should say, fuck off, no, you're staying. You should well, not. You should not cow down to that. Here's the thing: he was not a popular choice to begin with that for a lot didn't of help. people, and I think that was another part of the problem. So, a lot of people were looking for an opportunity to take a shot. Right, but I just don't think that should be the reason he steps down. And don't get me wrong; I think sometimes there's legitimate behaviors that should cause people to lose their jobs. Agreed. If you're if you're sexually assaulting someone, if you're committing some sort of crime, yeah, if you're being out. Uh, blatantly racist there are legitimate yes, reasons why that. an employer i think can sever a relationship yes. with someone but but goofing around with your friend on a podcast is that seems, i don't know from eight years ago from eight years ago it's i don't know it's troubling yes it i'm is. just gonna say it's troubling also troubling is the fact is that matthew mcconaughey no longer wears deodorant we're what? talking about dirty celebrities can again we stop with that for 35 years he hasn't worn deodorant any pants Barely he worn a shirt. Gave up deodorant 35 years ago. And that confession spurred Lizzo to come forward and admit that she, too, no longer wears deodorant. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people walking around show business. We're devolving. Being stinky. We're devolving. However, Yvette Nicole Brown from Community said she worked with Matthew McConaughey on Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And she said she loved how he smelled. He smells like granola and good living, she said. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he doesn't need. But it. he still bathes, right? As far as, far as, as we know, know, he still bathes. As far uses as I soap. Know. I worked with Matthew. I didn't notice any offensive odors. Well, not everyone has offensive bo. Not everybody. You claim not to. I don't. Occasionally, yet, and yet in this very room, occasionally, sir, the, this, your own smell was making you unhappy. Depending on what my diet is that week, occasionally I will have, but usually I smell pretty good. Now I've heard that antiperspirant is bad for you. But yeah, because it blocks the pores right. and all that stuff. It, it, you're not supposed to stop yourself from sweating. Right. That's not healthy. But the deodorant's supposed to. I, but I was not familiar with a contingency that uh, deodorant was bad. It's probably bad for you. Everything's bad. I know. What do I know? All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthday, shall we? All these celebrities born on this day, starting with Julian Casablancas, 
from The Strokes. He's 43 years old today. pants yeah grab your pants right, they're grabbed ray park oh darth, darth maul. maul himself celebrates a birthday today he's still around after his instagram post he's 47 yeah what's up with him i don't know what happened with that he went off the fucking rails <laughs> i mention this every time his name comes up but i got uh shit face drunk with him at a comic-con oh you did sitting oh, at a right. bar in a hotel yeah had a good time with ray it's nice Glad I'm not married to him, though. No. Vera Miles, 91 years old today. Actress best known, I'm guessing, for her role in Psycho. She's sort of the lead in Psycho, believe it or not. I know everyone thinks that um, uh, Curtis, mm-hmm. um, the hell, Janet Lee, yes, is the lead because she's famously in that she shower gets murdered, scene. But, she, but that happens fairly early yeah. on in the movie. Vera Miles plays her sister. It's about her death. Who comes looking for yes. her after the fact. We're just talking about Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden of Harper Valley PTA fame is 90 years old today. Of course, probably still best known as... Show me a better looking 90-year-old than Barbara Eden. Oh, man. She's got all the genes. And the genies. And the genies. Richard Sanders from WKRP in Cincinnati is 81 years old. Jay Moore... Celebrates his 51st birthday. Guitarist Dean DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots is 60. Actor Scott Kahn of Hawaii Five O is 45. Scott Kahn, who answers the musical question, would Scott Kahn have an acting career if his dad wasn't James Kahn? <laughs> Probably not. Debate. Shelley Long, 72 years old today, and also 72, is goddamn motherfucking Rick Springfield, bitches. Now, here's the problem if you're a guy like me putting together a podcast mm-hmm. and it's Rick Springfield's birthday. Which one of his amazing songs do you choose to play as his audio? Just throw a dart at the wall. You got Jesse's Girl, you got Human Touch. I don't know. You've got Love is All Right Tonight. Yeah. You've got the entire soundtrack from Hard to Hold to pull from. Right. That's where I turned. You better love somebody. It's right. You better love somebody. Then the way you better love somebody. Don't let fake. You're going to push just a little too far. One night. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Monday, it's time for us to get the meats. Mm. We got the meats. I got all the meats. This summer, we've been talking about nuggets a lot here I on know, the show lately. I love it. It's all about Eddie Pence mm. and his nuggets. Arby's this summer came out with their own first ever line of chicken nuggets as part of their two for $6 everyday value menu. Here's the thing about Arby's. I, the only Arby's I know is down near you there in Hollywood. It's on Sunset Boulevard, yes. Yeah, I, would, yes. I don't even know if there's one here near me. I, I think the next one is Reseda. Holy crap. <laughs> well, no matter what I feel about these today, I ain't driving to Reseda to get them, that's for sure. Uh, everyone seems to think they're really well done, however. As Eddie mentioned, they are called premium chicken nuggets. And they came out this summer, and since we've been doing nugget taste tests after the Popeyes, I thought it's only appropriate that we take a taste of these. Just looking at them, 
pretty similar to the Popeyes. They look to be heavily breaded. You know, I'm not a big fan of heavy breading. They don't look as breaded as the Popeyes. Well, they do look heavily breaded. Let's try it out again. They're uh, part of their new menu, two for six dollar deal, which includes their new premium chicken nuggets, their classic roast beef sandwich, and their classic beef and cheddar sandwich. Damn, getting hungry. It's time for us to sample these because it's Munchin' Monday. Munchin' Mondays, it's a fun day, and it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munchin' Mondays, Eddie's fun day, will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I did, the, the thought of it makes me sick. testicles are just all... All right, as you know, if you're a two, three, or four-star general, you get to watch us eat. Ooh. So I guess that's a plus. That's a perk. So I like to show everybody what we're going to be snacking on today. These are the Arby Nuggets, the premium chicken nuggets. It says here on the container, uh, we're friends of meat. They're friends of meat. What? Are we, we're the friends of meat because we're eating it? Or is Arby's the friends of well, meat? Well, I hope chicken's not the friends of meat because you assume that's part of the meat family and they wouldn't be friend, friends of meat. No, I would think uh, cows would want right. you to eat these and chickens would want you to eat burgers. I think they're referring to the curly fries, mozzarella sticks, potato cakes, and jalapeno bites. Oh, they're the side dishes the friends to of the meat. The friends of but the meat. they happen to put the nuggets in the... Oh, the same container? In the same container, well, it looks come like. come on. Arby's, get your shit together I and come maybe, up with a new container. Maybe if these nuggets take off, maybe they will. All right. So uh, apparently, the selling point of the Arby's nugget is that it is not pressed together like your beloved McDonald's yes. nuggets. It's definitely ours. not in the shape of some sort of weird mold. That's they're this all apparently shaped. all one piece uh, chicken. Yeah, and they say when you bite into it, you can actually see the uh, the strips, the veins, the chicken. No, the uh, you know how chicken pulls apart, right. you know, like yes. stringy yes. chicken. The grain menu. Of the chicken. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's uh, it's going to be different. So again, Popeyes too breaded for me. These also look pretty breaded, but we're going to try them on today's Munch of yeah. Monday. You ready? Yeah, I'll do this. All right. Mmm. Mm. That's a good nugget. It is thickly breaded, though. Not as thickly as the Popeyes, I don't think, though. Really? I thought, like, as much as the Popeyes was breaded, it was a flaky breading. It was a very... No, it, was a, it had a spice thing in the yeah, breading. That's true. This seems like you can definitely see the batter of the. This breading. is um, just a nugget. Pretty good though. It's really good. Not a good nugget. The chicken is moist. Yeah. Well, that people is. who don't like us listening to us eat are really gonna love me using the word moist. It's moist. Mm. Juicy. And the 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 crispy um, coating works for it me. It works. I like these better than the Popeyes. Do you? Yes. I this like this. This is my preferred nugget. I might actually go to Reseda. To get this nugget. These would make you drive to Reseda. I think they would. Okay. That's a damn good nugget. That's a pretty that's good a, nugget. That's a big chunk of chicken right there. That's good. It's almost a chicken strip. It's and that it's big. real. It's real ass chicken. Right. Mmm. Mmm. But lots of stuff tastes like chicken, so we don't know. That's true. Could be human flesh could for be, all I know. Could be human. Could be pigeon. We don't We need to make people nuggets. <laughs> We're going to need a lot of dipping sauce for that. Once the, um, once the catastrophe hits... And we're still podcasting. Once, right, once uh, climate change starts yeah. to take its toll, right. you and I are going to open a people nugget stand, make a mint. Oh, that's good. That's good, not bad. All right. 
Mm. Big thumbs up from me. Which which one's your favorite so far? It's close between Popeyes and this. These are both they're both very good. This one pulls you, away from Popeyes. Okay, I like them both. Mm-hmm. I'm a friend of meat. Don't anybody tell you different. On today's Munchin' Monday. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Eating is fun day. Maybe something on a fun day. I hope I don't get the runs day. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Oh, I, I thought of it. You're date, right? DateNightFundraiser.com. Oh, my Christ. DateNightFundraiser.com. Friday night, go to the link, DateNightFundraiser.com. No one even remembers what we were talking about regarding that. <laughs> it just popped you into know, my would head. Would you like try to reset, as they say in the business? I'm, I'm not in the business. I have no idea. <laughs> Friday night, I'm doing a fundraising show yes. for parents of blind children. You are indeed. Uh, it's going to be a great night, 7 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Tune in virtually from anywhere in the world, wherever you are. Go to datenightfundraiser.com to buy tickets. It's a night of entertainment, not just me. I'm doing some stand-up. There'll be music, blah, blah, blah. It'll be fun. Wow. That was beautifully put together. If only we had done that an I hour ago. I all show, ago. though. Do it in my head. That's great. Glad, glad, you, go. glad you worked it out. <laughs> Let me do my show for Christ's sake. That's it for today, kids. Come back and join us tomorrow. Why not? What do you got better to do for an hour and change but spend with us? Hmm, nothing. We're going to have a good time because it's Tuesday. And just playing that Genie's theme song as we talked about Barbara Eden's birthday made me think of TV Tunes Tuesday. We'll take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs from one of your favorite TV shows. Also, entertainment news, more of your phone calls. We'll have a tongue twister, probably. Oh, good. Although some people seem to be getting tired of the tongue twister. Really? I enjoy it. Seems them. to be one of the least popular <laughs> segments. Can I say on we double show. down and do what, a lot more of them? I really enjoy the tongue twisters. I Maybe like it's it. just for you and me because yeah. we get to make fun of each other as we fumble around <laughs> like uh, clowns. Well, but I guess we could drop I'm going to keep doing okay, it. Okay, good. It's your show. I'm going to keep doing it until the, the, the cry gets so loud against it that I can no longer <laughs> ignore it. But until then, uh, that and more fun stuff tomorrow. Come join us. We're back. So happy to be back. I've missed you guys, and I hope you've missed us as well. So, listen, I'm not kidding. You know, it's funny. I uh, When I got back from the trip, I went to get a test. Oh, you did? I went to get a COVID test because I was like, been in airplanes. Been in airplanes. Airplanes. <laughs> Don't want to get on an airplane. Train cups. I suggest airplanes. airplanes. I was in airplanes and airports. I was at a... Uh, a big football stadium. That's the most disturbing one, I think. Not the, really. You're outside. I wasn't concerned about that. You said it was packed really. in there. Yeah, but you're outside. Okay. okay. I was much more concerned about being in airports and being in the airplane than I was being outside. All right. Air circulating around. Well, they have the filter system or whatever. It's supposed to be like the best That's thing That's what they ever. tell you in airplanes, yeah. That's what they say. But the heat in the uh, Lincoln Financial Field would have, killed, killed, would have killed anything. <laughs> I wasn't concerned about that. But I said to be a good citizen, knew you were coming back to the house to record. Oh, that's nice. I said I should probably just go get myself tested. Oh. So I was happy to report that I am uh, not negative. Are you concerned at all that you have the J&J shot and you might not I'm be not. as protected as I'm not. someone like me who has Moderna? I'm not. Okay. No. The boosters are coming around. I know. But anyway, do yourself a favor. Yes. Take care of yourself so you don't need to worry about any of that nonsense. Stay Good in the hood. Get your vax, wear your mask, do all your good stuff. Social distance if you're inside. Stay sweet at six feet. Cause. Life is life. And we want this all to be over. Everyone who's screaming about wanting to get normal again, 
This is how we do it, by playing by the rules for a little little bit longer. That's right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Love you. Mean it. Bye. (laughs) 